Welcome back to another episode of Liquor and Leagues. Don't worry, I'm not going to waste your time with an explanation of today's show. So grab yourself a drink, sit back, relax, and join us for another episode of Liquor and Leagues. Because no, I can no, always that wasn't intro. my point. <laughs> 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 there are quantum I'm, physics. Look here, look here, uh, Brett Michaels. In the, uh, if we're just exploring my inner demons here. You wouldn't have been quite as polite when you left the interview. No. I mean, if need be, we can start a GoFundMe yeah. page for you. This is but where we lack comparative knowledge, Max. Damn, dude, three hours later. Others actually want to watch some people play. See dude. reference Rick and Morty. <laughs> I will do my editing, don't you worry. That's fantastic. <laughs> Welcome, gentlemen, to another episode of Liquor and Leagues. How's everybody doing today? Horrible. Doing, Horrible. doing great. Do Fantastic. This, this is great. Football sucks. I mean, like I, like sucks. I mentioned, you know. <laughs> hey. At least we have a bright future, you know, in the U.S. now. That's uh, it, right? You know, gloomy cloud. Finally Link, got, got a, a Democrat in office. We got Florida Ooh. probably heading back to the, uh, the, championship. To the SEC championship game, man. It's been a rough three years, Grinch, as you mentioned, but I think things are right in the world again. Yeah, yeah. finally. <laughs> Look, I, I don't know if anybody watched the, you know, when they announced the president-elect. Uh, I was watching CNN when they made the projection, and then they Trump kicked didn't over, even watch it. Jack kicked over to Anderson Cooper, and they they asked Van Jones, "What did he think of it?" And he makes this this thing about it. <sighs> it and at the end, yeah. yep, it was. At the end, he said, "Look." we're happy. It sucks for the other people on the other side for Georgia. It sucks to lose. I understand what that means for your season. Yes, we are happy, but I can appreciate that it does suck because we have been, like you said, for the last three years on the other side of that coin. And, and you make the statement, this is for all the Chick-fil-A bowls. I love when we get to this point in the season, when that game does matter to That's both teams. That's the key, right? What is the point if we get in and Georgia's undefeated and we've lost three games, it means nothing for us but it does for you, right? This game well, and everything for both teams because both teams were contenders when the game occurred. But see, I don't think that's necessarily 100% true because, I mean, Florida-Georgia is Florida-Georgia. It means something, even if neither team is ranked. There's bragging rights but, for but you. To your point, if, or, if Georgia's or if ranked Georgia fan, and they're, unran- you. You know, they're undefeated and Florida comes in you know, and they've Play got spoiler. three losses, but they knock Georgia off and take them out of the running, that's a huge deal. And it's big for recruiting. I mean, they bring players in to watch this game. I agree, um, but not at the same level that if both teams are walking in and this game means one of them ends up in Atlanta. Well, that's – yeah. No, and to your point, because yesterday's game was the winner, for all intents and purposes, goes to Atlanta to play the SEC West right. champion. Right. Right. I mean, unless barring some unforeseen weird play of the teams, Florida punched their ticket yesterday. Right, and and I think if they if Georgia had won, I think Georgia, looking at the rest of their schedule, had would have punched their ticket. They would have punched their ticket, and and I say Florida punched their ticket. I mean, you know, and Grinch, you can back me up on this, and we'll we'll give you a minute, you know, here to to air your grievances. I'll need more than that. And fair (laughs) enough. Um, But but I think to lead into that, Florida didn't just punch their ticket. Georgia was holding the 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 punch card for them. They sure as hell helped uh, Florida win that game. Uh, but before we what, kind of devolve into into football, I did want to say, uh, just for you know your, you know being here, we did lose an icon today, uh, Grinch. I know you were sleeping, so I don't know if you've gotten the news, but Alex Trebek died. Ah, okay. Uh, no, uh, he's like, oh, okay, let's move on. Cool. <clears throat> cancer. I assume yeah. the cancer. Got yes, yeah, pancreatic was, cancer, wrestling. Yeah. So eighty years old, so he is gone. Yeah, since Jeopardy for thirty-five years or whatever it was, hosted it. Yeah, I mean, I think aside from you know, what Pat Sajak and 
uh, maybe Bob Barker, one of the one of the eminent. That's a that doesn't age. No. Well, right now, but I'm just yeah. saying, as far as you know, I mean, game show hosts. Just an icon. He's he's an icon. And the only relevant Bob Barker is Happy Gilmore. Price is wrong, hey, bitch. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, other than that, that downer uh, certainly captures the emotion of the outcome of the the Florida Georgia game. It just feeds I mean, it. I, I will say, just jumping back to what you're getting at there, Mac. I mean, I think. As is the case with a lot of SEC games, there were two audiences. There was internal to the conference. It's a rivalry. You care. Outside, you were like, I just want to know who's getting another loss so that I can make sure another SEC contender is probably not going to be in the mix. Right. Right. Most are going to assume Alabama is going to win the thing. Again, it's just an assumption based off statistics and past performance. So there's probably within our community a ton of interest. And it is a great rivalry. But outside of that bubble, there were probably a lot of people that were like, so Clemson, Notre Dame, you know. Well, and, and that's right because, you know, the a two-loss team does not, you know, typically make it to the playoffs. So that then, you know, because if you end up with a couple one-loss SEC teams, they're going to take precedent over a Big Ten team. Yeah. And because the they just the didn't, their, their season has been crap is, this year. So is is messy, you know, being generous. So, yeah, so if I'm just being kind of – agnostic in my conference faith here i'd say that's sort of how, probably how a lot of people thought about the game yeah internal to the game i could i'm happy to, to just go off the deep end on uh we woke him up we need to let him uh, air his grievances yeah. the game of the week georgia florida 330 tiaa field in jacksonville it is the largest outdoor cocktail party maybe sands this year because of everything going on it was the game that mattered most in terms of the east and who punches their ticket to Atlanta in December. So, you know, we've got a couple of Florida fans on the show. We've got a Georgia fan, an alum, actually, and a yeah. fan. And, and so this was kind of the paramount game for us, not to overshadow Texas A&M, South Carolina. And so, Grinch, we're only going to require you to talk about, and I didn't get to see it, actually. I was out. But you only have to talk about, I think, what is the first the five first minutes of the game? The first three and a half minutes of the game. First three and a half minutes. And then we won't talk about any of the rest of the game. I, I wanted the score count to stop after the first Stop play. the count. I filed court <laughs> filings. Kirby Smart. <laughs> I, had, I was chanting outside stop the stadium. Stop votes. the count. Stop, stop counting. the count. And, so you know, uh, apparently they stole the game. So Leave it to the points. state of Florida. The mail-in so, points. Uh, <laughs> so let's, let's go ahead and do a little explanation of stealing the game. We'll start with you. Stetson Bennett, 5 for 16 for 78 yards, one TD, one interception. Dewan yeah, Mathis, and, and for 13, 30 I'll feet. be honest, I don't care about any of those stats because no? that, that isn't what was wrong with the team. The, those stats don't really? matter. Because it the sure seemed like a no, shit. It, does, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it was the setup that led to them being in that position is what mattered. Well, the interesting and, part was the comment. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. I wanna... Hold on. The commentator said at the beginning, whoever controls rushing in this game will win this game. Yeah, and they were wrong. And they were wrong. You know, because it wasn't the stat that mattered. Nope. Because we all, commentators only know how to cling to past performance. And then okay. they use the old adage of, you know, like, I mean, we've all heard it. And we and it makes sense. If you rush more, you tend to win. If you have more turn, you know, if you win the turnover game, you tend if to If you win. score more points, it's like you're if like I win. said that every game, I'd sound like a genius, right? But, yeah, so, eventually it's going to be true, right? Right. So it didn't acknowledge in any way, shape, or form the huge trend we're seeing in the conference of offense is taking over. Right. It, just total points and yards. 
how you get that is is predominantly coming through the air game right now. And again, I go back to what Nick Saban said a couple of weeks ago, which is as much as it pains me to say it, offense is how you win now. But but is the, now the, the, the question I have, is, do you think that's just again, is you know, and I hate to bring it up, you know, is that twenty twenty? Or do you think that's the trend going I, forward? I, I think it's the trend. I think okay. it's the trend. I think if if I'm unpacking how we end how Georgia arrived at the game this weekend, okay, ton of injuries, got it. It was a contributing factor, un, undoubtedly. You know, not having Richard LeCount was probably the biggest factor. You could tell the confusion on the defense at times. They didn't have the same swag, whatever. Uh, obviously, nose guard, no real pass rush. But I know the uh, commentators. All factors. The commentators did say, I, I don't know who your play caller on defense was on the field with LeCount out, but they said. It was Chris Smith. Okay, they said Kirby trust him to make the calls. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right. So, I mean, what else is he going to say? Well, I don't really I trust it, him, but I, I hope for the best. I mean, and that's right. why I say, like, some of these interviews are so pointless. Some of the commentary leading into the game is so worthless because teams divulge You so have to tie the party line. Tie yeah, the party line, I, right? Yeah. And, and, and I mean, if – anyway, so not, – Not to get – yeah, I don't want you to be buried in your frustration. No, it's it, – I think it's a really it, – there's a lot of wider lessons learned because if you go back – to last season, Smart stuck with Fromm, who is not an X-Factor quarterback, and said, we have, I, I, don't, I can't remember who used the analogy of, like, we've got this Corvette, and we're going to put this driver who's just really safe in it. You know, like, he, the infamous game manager, right? And you allow a Justin Fields, you know, if, if we're taking it even further back, to sit on the sidelines, and now that cat is like a, a Heisman Trophy, you know, candidate, last year in a favor, you know, and, and certainly in the mix this year. The X-Factor quarterback was the difference and is the difference on a lot of these teams we're seeing, whether it's Kellen Mullen, whether it's Kyle Trask. Hey, I was going to say, you look, at, you look at a Florida. Kyle Trask doesn't get – he's not in the same position he's in right now if Felipe Franks doesn't get injured last year, yeah, right? Right. Because I, I truly believe, to your point, there, there's – but there's dedication and loyalty to, to the coaches, to these to guys. And, and he would have kept yes. Frank's playing. To a fault. Yeah. Right. So you felt Kyle Trask in that game without question. Oh, yeah. He, he led that at, game. Yeah. And if you looked at like Ian Book for Notre Dame, he was a huge factor in that game. And not having Trevor Lawrence was a huge factor. So we're all making the same point that in an offense-oriented league now – Having a star quarterback is huge because well, the team galvanizes around it. And if you're cranking out 40 points a game, you're going to win more often. Than so let me ask a question. There were five. Well, if I can, if I can finish oh, that. Yes, thought absolutely. Quick, go ahead, so, so you allow fields to go. Okay. I got Jamie Newman was supposed to be here. He opts out. Now going into the first game, you say, okay, Dwan Mathis is the guy. I understood why he got pulled. You put in Stetson Bennett who is, again, he, he has no deep ball accuracy, none. Like you saw it over and over, he overthrew or was just flat out inaccurate. Right. The medium ball, maybe he's pretty pretty good at, but he was still missing targets or guys just flat out dropped the fucking ball. Right. So now you stuck with him. And I told, you know, I told that was my dream hope that Dewan was going to start because then you give – I mean, we know quarterbacks are head cases. So he doesn't allow him to start, puts Bennett in, and then what happens? He gets hurt. Maybe that's the excuse. They put in Dewan Mathis, 
Then they take him out, put Bennett back in, and then they finally pull him. Like, if you're any of the quarterbacks you have to commit. on Georgia right now, what the hell are you thinking? You're like, nobody thinks any of us can do anything. We're just the best, worst option. And so, I like, I'm wondering, where do you go from here now? Because well, I think that's it, it right? Do you, do you no put, in it, on offense. put in Mathis and realize that you're going to have to play through some growing pains to get to that point of him being a good quarterback? Because you can't just put him in there and then at the first sign of adversity, pull him because you're right. That's, right. that's messing with his head. That's right. So Exactly. So now if you're Bennett or Mathis, what are you thinking? Who's starting? You have no idea who's starting this week, right? Right. Yeah. Okay, so real quick, there were five stats that I recorded for me, and you said it, offenses win games. So there were five stats, of course, that I kind of pulled out because I agree with you at this point. Uh, the first was 571 yards to 277 yards total. Like, that's a, a huge disparity. When you're talking about two teams that you think are fairly evenly matched, that's a huge disparity in terms of total yardage. Passing yard or uh, For passing, Kyle Trask hit 10 different receivers. Your Georgia quarterbacks hit five. So half the number of targets they were throwing to. And, and like you said, like Bennett, I think five times overthrew his receivers. They put in Mathis. He started overthrowing receivers. It's like – and that's why I joked when I texted you, is that just a, a thing that you guys teach at that school? Because it was like, holy shit, man, how can you overthrow that many times? You, th- you figure that many times throwing, eventually they'll get lucky, but they never did. They, uh, they went to uh, the Scam Newton School of Quarterback. Right. Uh, first downs. Florida had 29 of them. Georgia only had 12 first downs. That's astronomically different in terms of the game. Uh, they, they talked the whole game. Florida has struggled, struggled, struggled on third down conversions. They, you know, they were seven for 16, but Georgia was two for 13 on third downs. And then the biggest stat, time of possession, Florida held the ball for 38 minutes. Georgia had it for 22. If your offense isn't on the field, they can't win the game for you, right? I mean, if you say offense wins games, if you're on the field half the time, you're fucked right out of the gate. And, and Grinch, I, I, would I like was to be scared. The first one. Hold on. I'd like to be the first one to apologize for Thor making you relive all that. Um, you just watched it yesterday. Through all that again. That was just me. I don't say this <laughs> to be dismissive of, of the numbers. I say it to go. Yeah. I mean, I'm not like, honestly, right. I, you I mean, it, stats, it, it, it is why they were. It I wasn't guess, what was wrong. It was all of that. Right. And I guess <laughs> what was weird for me is you guys came out of the gate in the first three and a half minutes, bang, 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 you were up 14 nothing, And it's like, uh, at that moment, and I told Mac last night, I was like, we're done. Like, they are, if this is how they're playing, our defense can't stop shit, you're running away with this game. This is going to be like 56 to 7. That's what I expected. I don't know where the switch got flipped, where... I, I jokingly I, said I mean, it was the rain, but... <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and, and we joked about that. It, it, coincided, it coincided with the rain. It was well, is, is weird. It, so is it the injury? Was it the injury yeah. to Stetson Bennett? I mean, is that what kind of you know started the dominoes falling? Well, could you make the claim? Well, LeCount was out. I, Our first possession, we got three yards. So your defense showed up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, I think we're tinkering with stats. It's like your your. I I, I an analogy would be it's like you're worried about like a window on the house and I'm like the whole foundation's broken. That, that's kind of why Is that I say, how you, feel? you know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this team has got to completely rethink itself in its identity. 
and all the all the pieces of the house you need are there. I'm not saying they aren't. The way I think most are viewing this season is use this season to figure out how to rebuild the right way to set the conditions for the future. Because this season doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter in the grand scheme anymore. You're not for the first time in years. You are not in any way, shape, or form in the college football playoff hunt. Right. It's just not a factor. Nobody will believe in you. You can't, you can't put up points. Defenses don't win anymore. I mean, the cascade of injuries is just insane. So, yeah, well, like, we joked about that. Will they even be able to field a team next week? We joked yeah. the second half. They got to be able to come out in the second half. Like, you know, 11 minutes and 30 seconds in the first quarter. So, less than, you know, three and a half minutes, tick off the clock. Uh, Rosemi Jack Saint gets his ankle broken. I mean, that was fucking horrific to watch. Yeah. That's, you know, one of your receivers going down. He did score, but he goes down. Eight minutes and 32 seconds left in the second quarter. Lewis Sign just plows the shit out of Kyle Pitts. I mean, I didn't even oh, see that it was coming. just a violent hit. That was fucking violent. And, and now, I, and I, I want to preface what I was saying. I don't think there was anything dirty. No, 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 they, no. They, they tossed him for targeting, and, and, and Thor, you and I had this discussion. I don't know that that was the right call. I mean, I guess by the by the letter of the law, it was the right call. Right. But there was no malicious intent in that hit, but it just looked painful. Yeah, I mean, I, I did see that play, and, it, and I'll say this about most all games, where the commentators spend 20 minutes telling you the nuances of the hit. I'm like, right. whatever. I'm like, just make the call and move on. Like, and for me, it, it wasn't the targeting. I thought literally when the hit occurred, I thought they were both unconscious. I'm like, neither. I, did too. Yeah, you know, I, I think did they might have both been a little. I, right. yeah, I don't think Sign knew where he was. Yeah, he I don't. Him, he, I don't even. Big hit. Right. He, took, he took the brunt of the hit. <laughs> he did. That's the I, don't, I don't even think he needed to be ejected. I don't think he was coming back because I just don't think he was. It, yeah, I said the same thing. Like ejected. I was like, that, that kid's concussed. Right. Going anywhere. Now, <laughs> well, and, and obviously say, Pitts didn't come back into the game either. Yeah, and I will say for Florida as a weapon on offense, I mean, we scored four touchdowns in the first two quarters. Once he was out of the game, we don't score another touchdown. We're just kicking fucking field goals after that. So I don't know if that's a concern because now one of our major targets, even if you're not thrown to him, he's a guy you got to account for as a defense on the field. Yeah, it, and I mean, you know, I don't mean to be all total doom and gloom. No, I'm just no. trying. I'm trying to focus on what needs to be fixed. Because let's say the almost pick six that occurred in the fourth quarter, right? Which would have that would have made it 35-41. Changes the game real quick. Changes the game, and then somehow you pull a win, and everybody's like, "Holy shit, how'd that happen?" My, I guess my point is, I would not have felt good about that if they'd somehow won it, because you know it's a it's a team at the ragged edge. And at the, at the end of the day, I mean, yeah, I mean, you recruit heavy. Yeah, I mean, they're going to be fine. I'm not, I'm not saying the house is on fire. I'm just saying the focus of what's wrong right now is more fundamental to how it's building its identity and creating a star quarterback. And it's like a, it's like a double whammy in that you allowed Fields to go while keeping the safe guy who's now on the practice squad for the Buffalo Bills. Maybe Damian Newman would have – totally changed things and i think he would have made a huge difference but he ain't there you got three quarterbacks man up right but but it didn't feel like next man up and the quarterback position isn't just next man up it needs to be there's gonna be stability game changing right and to go back to what max says i guess for me now it is there is that uh, that itch in the back of your mind where you go 
I watched Felipe Franks for two fucking years, and this dude was sitting in the wings. What, yeah, what, what the did fuck? they see in Felipe and or not see in Trask, Trask. at the time? To you know, or was it just the you know, like we discussed with Grinch a little bit earlier, the blind loyalty of, all right, this guy's my starter. I'm right. gonna stick with him and I'm gonna ride him until you know, God forbid, something bad happens. Because, like I said, he doesn't break his leg last year. He's probably still the starter this right. year. We don't see Kyle Trask, and and then yeah. of course we're oblivious, and so there's no who, discussion about it. Who, who, quite frankly, at this point, you know, and, and I made the joke as I do at the beginning of every year, you know, Trask for Heisman. Right. I think he's absolutely got to be in the in the discussions, if not one of the the one top of the candidates. Yeah. Well, because then you and I talked about this last night. Joe Burrow won the Heisman last year. Trash. He's playing is better than Burrow. Joe Burrow. So. Well, and yeah, I mean, and it. it and obviously this problem, I mean, part of the reason I wanted to bring it up is it isn't unique to Georgia because human tendency, even in the business world, is you go with who you quote unquote like. You may not be objectively assessing them on who's best. You go with who you like. Right. I mean, Burrow was a backup, you know, and then look at him. And I mean, then there's a litany of stories of transfers who just caught fire, which is why I realize I'm being hypercritical and Georgia may have had that catch fire guy. And I think they probably would have. And Newman opts out dynamic of the team completely changed. Now, now why did he, do you, do you know, and I don't know COVID. the answer to this. Why did he, he COVID? COVID. Yeah. Okay. Again, <laughs> we, we can beat a dead horse all day long. The weekend's over, you know, you're gracious for a course, tolerating it, not giving you shit. We didn't give you shit last night. It, it was probably a hard game, hard pill to swallow again for three years. We've done it. And we do. We go through the ebbs and flows. Florida wins for a few years. You guys have to eat shit. And then Georgia wins for a few years, and we eat shit. And this was just our year. I will say one more point, though. I'm so fucking sick of this game being in Jacksonville. There, I, I definitely think so, so. Do you I think? Do you think a a home home. back and forth? Yes. Yeah. And they home, did it. I, fucking I agree. And they talked about that for a while. They did it one time when they revamped Jacksonville Stadium. We played one year in Florida, one year in Georgia. They did two year gap. They should go back to that. Uh, Haas, I, I mean, because you've weighed in a ton here on this game, so let me pull you in. South Carolina Clemson, they do home and away, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I, I don't understand why this game ends up in Jacksonville. I've never understood that. I agree. It's money. Home yeah. and away. That's, that's, that's what everything boils down to. They, they have deals in place with, Jack, with the city of Jacksonville and probably Duval County and the stadium. They're getting a deal and, to use the stadium. And they're getting money out of that. Right. Yeah. And, and it, just, I mean, it brings, in, it brings in a lot of revenue, I'm sure, to the city of Jacksonville. Of course. I mean, you know, you and I have been to a game before yeah. COVID. And you've seen, I mean, people show up to the – and just tailgate. They don't even go into the game. Hotels are booked. Yeah, I mean, getting a place. Yeah, I mean, there. it's the money. It's yeah. just it doesn't feel like a college game to me. No, but I'm looking at the stadium, and there's none of the trappings of the swamp or between the heads. Well, and then right. and then the worst part you have is when you know you buy tickets on the wrong fucking side, side. of the stadium, <laughs> and you you're sitting in a bun- amongst a bunch of Georgia fans in your orange and, and blue. You win. Not That's that that would ever part. happen, <laughs> jackass. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, but again, you know. It is what it is. The week gone by, we won. We'll see how the picture unfolds in terms of Atlanta and the national championship conversation. But let's move the, the train forward. We move into next week. We actually have a full schedule, seven games. I won the week, and I ran the table. I All four games. Look at me. I was behind by five 
by hey, five games behind. over Haas, and I closed the gap to two. Now, of course, Haas did have a shit weekend with a one and three, but yeah, I, I did run the table, which means, holy shit, I get to pick first for a change. So I'm going to go first. All right, so Georgia, Missouri. Oh, Georgia, I don't know. I don't know, man. You have no quarterback. Maybe they start JT Daniels. I got to assume that, you know, they're, they're going to get it together coming off of that. Florida, Arkansas, I'm obviously going to go with Florida. Auburn over Mississippi State. Texas A&M. Even though I know their, their season is probably done in terms of a, a SEC championship or national championship, they're still a contender. Vanderbilt, Kentucky, I'm going to go Kentucky here. Ole Miss, South Carolina, that's a no-brainer. I think this is the pinnacle game where Muschamp saves his job. That, that's the game of what coach, like I joke about, what coach has been promoted to his level of incompetence. That's the two coaches right there that I think should just have been coordinators, and now they're facing off. And then I'm going to go Alabama over LSU. So that is my take. Georgia, Florida, Auburn, Texas A&M, Kentucky, South Carolina, and Alabama. All right, so then we're going to jump. Haas, you are in the lead overall, trending. So Georgia, Missouri, we're going to let you go. I'm not. I'm actually tied with Grinch. I know, but since you held the lead for most consecutive Uh, weeks, that puts you technically in first. Okay. Why do you hate Uh, that? You're like, wait a minute. Let me review our bylaws. (laughs) (laughs) This is fun. And and quite frankly, I didn't think, and maybe I knew more about SEC football, even though I'm not as intricately watching it as you guys are every week. Uh, Maybe I know more about it than I thought I did just from a, uh, you're one in three last week and proved that, but go ahead. Well, I mean, I also took some chances last week just for shits and giggles. Yeah, I, I'm actually kind of in line with just about every pick you've made. Uh, yeah, Georgia over Missouri, Florida over Arkansas, even though, I don't know, Auburn over Mississippi State, A&M okay. over Tennessee, okay. uh, yeah, Kentucky over Vanderbilt, Alabama over LSU. That's what you're going with, isn't it? Go ahead, just own it. Yeah, no. yeah, gotta, I am. You gotta stick with it. I your am. Team, no, I'm not because I think they're broken. I think they're really, really, really broken. I think I want. I want. I want to believe. No, I want to believe they time can. Is the chance to fix it. It's against Lane Kiffin, right? I yeah, mean, but I don't think so. I really don't. I, 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 I think they're really, really broken. I think the locker room's broken. I think the team is broken. They have no identity at quarterback. You um, say that, Mac. He's chosen South Carolina twice. Oh, Once I'm picking Ole Miss, by the way, just just yeah, so yeah. you know. But South I'm just Carolina, trying to egg, egg him into a loss here. He chose <laughs> South Carolina when they played Vanderbilt. That was a no-brainer. And he chose South Carolina over Auburn. I, ter- I chose Auburn over South Carolina. I thought I saw that you chose South Carolina one more. No, you've only chosen South Carolina once this whole season. Safe. Yeah, the safe, safe game. Again, so when you I'm say a realistic fan, yeah, yeah, it was okay. Vanderbilt. It was the Vanderbilt game I chose. Yes, and then, okay. <laughs> because, so because, Georgia, you know, Georgia, Florida, yeah. Auburn, Texas A&M, Kentucky, Ole Miss, and Alabama. That's your picks. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, Grinch, you're up. We'll start here and and let you decide. All right. So Georgia, Missouri. Are you confident in Georgia rebound? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, confident as I can be. At least fifty-one percent <laughs> confident. There you go. Yeah, Florida, uh, Florida, Florida Arkansas. Arkansas, Mississippi State over Auburn. Uh, definitely Auburn. A and M for sure. Texas A and M, Tennessee. Okay, Kentucky. Yeah, Vanderbilt. it's probably gonna be the exact same picks. If I, uh, yeah, so I'm going Kentucky, South uh, Carolina, uh, Ole Miss. 
I'm going Ole Miss. Okay, and then Alabama, Alabama by a gajillion. By a gajillion is okay. Yes, I'll put that down. Uh, all right, Georgia, Florida, Auburn, Texas A&M, Kentucky, Ole Miss. So the exact same. You will gain no ground, lose no ground to Haas. Got it. All right, Mac, you will close this out. All right. So yeah, I'm, I'm with Grinch. I think uh, Georgia. You know, if there's anybody besides Missouri, Georgia, you know, maybe struggles a little bit more, but I think they rebound and and handily beat Missouri. Okay. Florida, Arkansas. I got to go Florida. Uh, this game does scare me a little bit just because of, you know, Arkansas is not as bad as I think they've played, but it, with it being in the swamp, uh, I think Florida's got the edge for sure. Okay. Auburn, Auburn Mississippi, Mississippi State. State. I go Auburn. Texas, uh, Texas A&M. A&M. I don't even think you need to ask about the Kentucky Vanderbilt game. Um, Would you be having a Boulevardier while you or Boulevardier while you while you watch that game? <laughs> no, um, nobody should. Uh, South Carolina, Ole Miss. I'm going Ole Miss, and Alabama over LSU. Look at that. As as the the games tighten, so so do the uh, the, the weekly picks. I mean, oh, the weekly picks. <laughs> the yeah. interesting part is if I again, if if we're all, you know, if if all of the games for me are right, I will close the gap by one. Yeah. And I'm doing it slowly. We've got four weeks left. If I can just close the gap one each week, I'm home. Because oh, shit. I'm only two behind. And, and, and we will all have to we'll all have to get tattoos of Ole Miss on our backs. Fuck right. off with that shit. I thought it was Vanderbilt. <laughs> Vanderbilt. I'm saying the losers, not you. Oh, the loser. Okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah uh, I don't know. And and maybe that's the maybe that's how I need to look at it. Just I only need one each week. I don't need a lot. I got a lot this week over Haas that helped those three games. And now I only need one, one at a time. Just keep stepping it out. It's going to be interesting. And, and you talk about Texas A&M, Texas A&M still has to face Auburn, still has to face LSU. Those are inter, you know, interconference rivals in the West. They got to face Ole Miss. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we will wrap it up there. I know this was a tough week for some. Uh, it was a good week for others. Great week for others. You know, next week is a new week. What do they say, right? You just got to put the week behind you. Uh, you got to have that short-ass memory and just keep on going. A few more games like yesterday and, and Grinch are going to be like, fire Kirby Smart. We need a new coach. <laughs> Until next time, yeah. we'd like to say, Roast Empire. Salute Cheers, gentlemen. Thank you. Such a day.